Thanks for joining us inside the Dancer's Studio, where we bring listeners like you closer to the creative process. Inside the Dancer's Studio is a program of the National Center for Choreography at the University of Akron as part of our Ideas in Motion initiative and was recorded in front of a live audience on the university campus. Today, we join Christy Bolingbroke, our Executive Artistic Director, in conversation with Samantha Spees of Urban Bush Women. Sam, how and when did you know you wanted to be a choreographer? Is, mm. is there a moment? Um, it, this is interesting because I don't think there was a moment that I said to myself or I thought, oh, I'm going to be a choreographer. I've always been creating, and so that was um, a path that just I, I inherently took. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there is the, um, the choice and the, uh, there was the choice and the locating of saying, I want to give more attention to this, but I never, I never said to myself, I want to be a choreographer. I always said I want to be creating, and that didn't necessarily mean creating work, it just meant creating mm. um, and in, in improvisational context, and I think that that, that, that feels more of my base mm. um, is improvisation and through through improvisation, the, the actual structuring and making um, became, it was, it was birthed. Do you that. create in uh, other genres or forms other than dance? Oh, that's interesting. No. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not helping not. define the idea of always creating. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, well, let me back up, mm -hmm. um, because If we're thinking outside of genre, the the art world, um, yes, you know I I'm an organizer, so I create space for people. Yes. You know I create um, I'm a mother of two. I create space for my children to um, to explore, to investigate, um, to be you know whole in who they are. Um, to develop in, in holistic ways. Um, so, yes, I do, I, I, yeah, I wanna I track that. And yeah, the intention of creation, yeah. not just in the studio. Yeah, yeah that's great, because you're a person, too. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when you are making a dance work, where do you start? What inspires you? Um, there... It could be something that rises to the surface, something that I'm interested in right now. Um, you know, I'm, there is this, um, this inspiration, there is this urgency to, um, to create around healing, um, to create around restoration, um, and what that means. I'm really drawn to water. Um, right now, and so that is, you know, that's just like the the spark. Um, and then my body is a really important um, aspect of of 
coming, something coming to me. Um, I'll go in the studio or I'll go somewhere. Um, it doesn't always have to be in the studio. It can be outside. It can be in my home. Um, and I'll just allow myself to, um, to speak through my body, to say what it, it, it needs to say. Um, and then I'll go back and look. And there are things that come to me. Um, there are ideas, there are concepts that come to me through um, experiencing, you know, through movement um, and then watching and observing, um, ob observing myself. So that is a, a really important, and I'm, I'm doing this because I've been talking a lot about my body being a map um, and locating, you know, sometimes there are areas that rise of the map that feel like, okay, you need to speak to this now or you need to, you know, you need to create around this now and which is like that water aspect is like rising you know um to the top which is in the the what i call the womb space so this is an area that's been um conjuring ideas and and thoughts and um and things of that nature that are saying oh this is what you sh you know you should be um giving your energy to right now mm. it uh the question was posed um, as almost like that you would be, would be responding to or taking inspiration from something. Mm -hmm. And you didn't use this verb, but I wanted to see float it by you. Mm -hmm. When you talk about uh, what you need to speak to, mm -hmm. I, I'm also struck that, that you may be also listening to your body. Absolutely. Um, which, which might be quieter when people think about inspiration being this huge event and you're but actually maybe carving out time or finding space that you can kind of have a dialogue both hearing and talking to your body or, or different elements mm -hmm. the water I love that mm -hmm. idea um, yeah nice. yeah absolutely I th that I think that is also a huge part of um, of my practice is is listening and like the 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 deep to the nitty gritty like zero listening so that there's the availability for the um, the ingesting or taking in of what also um, lives um, that I may not actually be able to locate. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But you can feel. But I can feel it, mm. yeah. How would you characterize your choreographic relationship to sound? Uh, um, mm, there is, this is, okay. So I'm gonna take this back to, I mentioned this um, to the students the other day as just an example. My mother, um, and this is just one example, but my mother, she would clean in the middle of the night um, on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, and I, re I recall her playing music, like blasting music actually. And we would just, you know, I would help because I'm a, I'm a clean, I like to clean um, and from a very young age. And I recall just running around the house, dancing around, cleaning, you know. Um, but I recall that. And so there's something about um, sound not just being like um, 
from an instrument necessarily, but the sound of like the broom or um, the sound of my mother saying, um, my parents used to call me Manfa. So, Manfa, go get, you know, such and such or, you know, so and so. Um, and so those sounds are things that, again, have been um, stored and archived in my body. I also, um, I'm from Washington, D.C., and there is um, a very specific um, genre of music, go-go. Um, and so that has also been a huge part of like how rhythm lives inside of me. Um, um, and then how that also translates to the body. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that, you know, and then from, and then that lineage of, of, of movement, I also brought up rolling down hills, you know, and so what did that sound like and what did that feel like, the grass against my body and, um, and the as I, I moved down. So I think of sound as being, um, something that has informed um, in the, the, the tiniest ways. Um, and I think about like the detail, you know, the, when I'm working in an internal place or when I'm working in a more external place, um, what those sounds, um, what those sounds conjure up, what they, what they bring up, what the memories mm -hmm. of those sounds bring up for me. And then what's already there, mm -hmm. you know, that I can't always explain, um, but I know that it's in my body and it lives in my body and then it speaks through my body. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And then just, you know, being able to have different experiences where that um, builds my palette of, of listening. A, a few years ago, um, um, myself and Jawale Zoller co-choreographed um, to work Walking with Train. Mm -hmm. And that process was a three-year um, making process that included research. And that re some of that research included this deep listening of um, different, you know, different sounds, different, um, different um, artist Miles Davis, John Coltrane, um, and then the train references the, yeah, Coltrane's music. Coltrane, yes. yeah, and and just really trying to also be inside of that listening and listening in a way where we're not trying to emulate, but we're trying to to find ourselves or find some aspect of whatever it is that we're experiencing in that work that allows us again to be like full mm -hmm. um, and then to contribute mm -hmm. um, to it. So what, what it strikes as an ongoing theme is this idea of dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes that's not a direct dialogue. Sometimes it's a, it is a call and response. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen that in Urban Bushwoman performances, you know, uh, calling each other out, mm -hmm. working directly with a drummer. And mm -hmm. you can see, I mean, there's a synergy. One isn't necessarily leading the other. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is a nuanced approach. There's a reason that the question didn't ask about your relationship to music. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times in choreography, there's an assumption that music 
uh, like each song just has a dance locked up inside of it, and the choreographer just comes in and turns the right, right. key to unlock it from that song. Right. And that, that's not the reality. So I appreciate how you've also uh, it brought in the spirit of environment and mm -hmm. that sort of listening and how sounds are in dialogue with each other the mm -hmm. same way dancers might be too. And then the meta versus in the meta, mm -hmm. dancers in dialogue with the sounds. Mm -hmm. So... One tactical question. Mm -hmm. How do you name a dance work? Oh, I, uh, I know. Naming dance works, oh, it's the, it's the most difficult part. <laughs> I'm, I'm awful. I'm terrible at naming dance works. And, and I'm thinking about earlier works that I've created and the number of times that the name has changed. And I think it's... It's connected to the evolution and the understanding mm -hmm. of the work um, and what it is that I'm creating. Or sometimes they, when they need the title, they you're not done title. making I'm it not yet. Done. Yes. That happens all the time. Like, oh, please, no, I don't want to name this. I don't want to label it. Right. Um, so that does that. That that is very difficult, and and it's 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 something that I grapple with often because then you know what I've had to work myself out of um, is that this isn't what it is. Mm. It doesn't have to be this. So yes, for the sake of that grant, give it this title and know that that. That isn't contingent upon what you actually create. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've, I've started letting go of naming, mm -hmm. you know, and then allowing the work to, to manifest and become. And then if it has to shift, it, it shifts. Mm -hmm. um, so every, every process is, every process of, of titling the work is, is very different. Um, and there, there is no approach to it. I think the approach is let go and let the work speak, you know, speak to you and speak for itself. And then when that title comes, it comes. Mm -hmm. I, there are some choreographers who uh, will also just say, well, the name of the music is this, so I'm going to call the dance that too. Mm. Um, you know, which, yeah. which, I mean, that, that in itself is a choice, but almost to say, like, I'm not going to fight it. Why, right, why do just, we need multiple names out there? <laughs> right. Um, so in, you talked about working your way just through the naming process. In, in the process of making, if you find yourself in a creative rut, how do you get out of it? How do you continue to move forward? Yeah, because <laughs> there, you have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, for me, it's, it's um, pausing. Like just taking a moment to pause and you know, working under um, right now, mostly working under the the umbrella of creating under um, Urban Bushwomen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's that, oh, you have this performance coming up. Oh, this premiere is happening. So there is there is that forward progression that has to happen. The sun's going to come up the next day. Exactly. Yeah. And um, the the approach of just, it's okay. Just pause for a moment. Um, breathe into it. Maybe we don't go into rehearsal today. Maybe we do a half a day. Maybe we just reflect. 
Maybe there's information in sitting around and talking. Maybe there's information in taking a nap. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then there are the times when you just, you keep pushing because you have to. And trusting that there will be something there. And if there isn't, I think this, this is another thing that I don't lock myself, I try not to, I make an, a huge effort not to lock myself into, you know, although it, it has to be done now that it isn't done, you mm -hmm. know, it isn't the product. I feel like- You can go back. You can go back and, and I often, in my work, once it, it has made a premiere or, you know, it's, it's been put out into the world, that is not the, the end. It's not the, the completed work. It takes years um, for it to get to a place where I feel like, oh, that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I default to that. I lean into that and know that there are times when you just have to push through. I have to push through it. And, and, and maybe it's not focusing on this section today. Maybe it's going and focusing on this. Maybe it's starting from the end of the work or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. is the end of the work for that moment and working on that. So pulling out pieces and, and, and working from there. Um, it, I'm, I'm struck when you, can, when you said it can take years uh, because Urban Bushwomen just performed a, a piece um, originally premiered in the 80s. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I've been told, but if I dance, I won't grow old. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it felt just as fresh and relevant today. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that idea that sometimes maybe it's not about the steps, but the structure that you're choreographing yes. so that there still can be that evolution inside of it because the dancers are going to be different absolutely right from those that originally premiere a piece sometimes between fall and spring sometimes between two yes. decades um so how are you creating something that could will always evolve more rhetorically yeah because uh, i want to i want to get to maybe i want to say one more thing Please. Yeah. and also works may show up as different works mm -hmm. so you know you may have an i i might have an idea of this and work on this for a, a certain amount of time and then drop it and then create this but then some down the line it actually this makes sense with this or mm -hmm. I go back to that so it's all related yeah and and the performances are just sort of a, an interruption in between the process right. yeah um I, I wanted to to ask what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received particularly just life or in navigating a creative career mm. that you might want to share? Oh, that is difficult. Or make some up on the spot. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going back. Yeah. We're, we're, so we're many. conjuring all the ancestors there's, there's and mentors' so, I know, information. That's, yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, one thing that, that is on the top um, that Jawale, and I'm not going to say it verbatim, um, but there's one thing that Jawale um, shares often is if you're, not, if you're not on the edge of failure, you're not taking a risk. Mm. Um, and that has been 
really important because, you know, we, they're the ideas of what failure is. Um, and I, I speak about this often in class. It's like, go on ahead and fall off your leg or, you know, because there is the, inf there, the information is there. Mm. Um, and if you never do that, then you never know, you're never in the, the, the know of, or the possibility of. And so, um, you know, take, yeah, being able to just be on the precipice of whatever, you know, feels uncomfortable mm -hmm. or feels like, oh, I'm, you know, I won't survive that. Um, also feels exciting when you, you know, you Make leap it into it. Yeah. Um, so that, and then there's something that Sharon Bridgeforth said, and I have it written down, um, so I can't remember, but she said something, often the stories that you're afraid to share are the stories you should be telling. Mm. Um, um, Sharon Bridgeforth just said that um, a few days ago when I was with her. The stories that you're often um, afraid to share are the stories that you should be telling. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Excellent. We have maybe time for one or two more questions. I want to make sure not to, to leave those in the room. You don't even have to mic up. I'll repeat the question for the purpose of documentation. I have more questions. We believe it. We didn't get to them all. <laughs> <laughs> but you all have been such a great audience, too. Yes, please. Uh, I'm really drawn to this idea of the body as a sort of living archive and how you're able to sort of excavate those um, memories in your work. And so I'm curious like how your process is translating that onto other bodies and other archives. Yes, that's what I'm working on here um, because I've noticed that there is, I've been doing this work um, with myself and on myself for years, um, since I've, you know, yeah, for, for years. And I'm in the, I'm in the research and the discovery of how to do that. Um, because what's important to me is not, is it that people take on the style of what I'm doing? Um, but that they are breathing life into what is, you know, being shared with them in a way that is, um, is most truthful for them. Um, and so I'm, I'm really interested in what a person is bringing into it just as much as what I'm sharing um, with them or with what, you know, what they're experiencing from me. So I'm in that, that, that research right now of like, how do you share that? Because we all have the storage in the, in the memories and the, in the archiving in our bodies. Um, it's a matter of like, oh yeah, how do we get to that? How do we, how do we access that if we're not, or, you know, how are we aware of it? Like, are we aware of it? Um, and so it's like, understanding that first. And it took me, I was, I was speaking to a colleague of mine the other day and I was tracking like my formal dance lineage and thinking, oh yeah, I picked that up. Like that is what, you know, propels me into this. And then this propels me into this and just 
seeing the circular circularity of that lineage um, and then you know I can go back and track the lineage of being a child or you know so it's it's all it's all important and, and it's it's something that I'm dedicated to um, to understanding more so that folks can also be in that understanding and sharing as well well and as part of your work this week just a, a, you get a shout out uh, yes. Bernaldra Williams came uh, with you as an, an additional observer yes. and thought partner to be able to acknowledge that. Um, because I think sometimes choreographers, you're, you're trying to make the thing, you're trying to coach the thing, you're trying to lead, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and among all of these different skills. And so to have someone, I so appreciate that in coming into this, you were like, wait, this is an opportunity. I got, this is part of the work and making this, this experience yes. work for you. Thank, thank you, you for that. Yes, yeah. it's really important. Thanks, Bernadette. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Any other questions? Last one? Uh, I'll take the last one then. Um, in accepting this invitation, uh, I'm, I'm curious what the term 21st century dance practices means to you, your interpretation of that. I mean, obviously, we felt that uh, in being able to welcome you in this week, and thank you again so much for thank joining you. us, that it... it uh, it's following instinct as well mm -hmm. as our observations in the field, mm -hmm. um, things that are sort of bucking the trend of codified techniques mm -hmm. of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. um, I'm vamping for you to make your own definition. Yeah. Um, so going back to what I was saying about lineage, I think that um, something that I value is what came before. Um, and so with that understanding of what came before and what has been an influence, um, whether, you know, whether I name it or other makers name it, there is that influence. And so I think with that, it's like, what are we doing with what has been given to us, um, what has been extended to us. Um, is it trying to make it better or, um, or re re revamping it? Or I think what, as, as, a, as a maker, I am thinking of it as dreaming into what can be for the next. Mm -hmm. um, so recognizing that this has been, you know, created and established and, and did wonderful things. And now what am I doing in the field that is going to allow for that dreaming of the next mm -hmm. to, um, to occur and to be like expansive in that, in that dreaming um, inside of that, so. To dreaming to the next. Yes. Samantha Spees, ladies thank and gentlemen, you. and everyone. Thank you, thank you. Inside the Dancer Studio Lunchtime Talk Series is supported by NCC Akron, the University of Akron, the University of Akron Foundation, and the Mary Schiller Myers Lecture Series in the Arts. 
Our podcast program is produced by Jennifer Edwards. Ellis Rovin is our composer and editor. Transcription by Madeline Greenberg. Theme music by Flaco Torres. Cover art by Micah Krauss. And Julian Curit and Kat Wentz are our artist coordinators. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we encourage you to subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming platform by searching Inside the Dancer's Studio. Thank you for listening, and stay curious. Stay curious.